Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, June 22nd. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York metropolitan area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Caroline Ely. Let's see What's What near you. The New York City Rent Guidelines Board has arrived at a decision on raising rents for New Yorkers. One-year leases will be raised up to 3% for people living in rent-stabilized units. And two-year leases will be up by 2.75% the first year and over 3% for the second year. The increases will apply to leases signed after October 1st. New York City will offer free swim lessons this summer for kids at city pools. The lessons will be for kids up to 17 years old and run from July through August. Participants can apply through a lottery system. They have until Monday to register for one of the three sessions. This can be done via the New York City Parks website, nycparks.gov. This morning, New Yorkers kicked off Pride Weekend with a lighting ceremony at the Empire State Building. Singer, writer, director, and actor Billy Porter lit the iconic landmark alongside Republic Records. Other organizations like the Stonewall Gives Back Initiative and the Trevor Project were also in attendance. And to top it all off, the celebration featured a performance of Love Yourself by the New York City Gay Men's Chorus. Billy Porter will also serve as the Grand Marshal for New York City's Pride Parade this Sunday, alongside author and activist Randy Wicker. But before we get to Sunday, there's going to be tons of Pride events happening around New York. Along with the parade, Pride-goers can participate in the LGBTQ Pride Run through Central Park on Saturday. Or New Yorkers can attend the annual Dyke March. The historic event is hosted by queer women who emphasize the march is more of a protest than a parade. The name itself is an attempt to reclaim the anti-lesbian slur. The voice of New York subway systems has finally found her true voice. Bernie Weigenblast will be celebrating her first Pride, living full-time as a woman after transitioning this past year. She urged everyone during Pride to let people know that you love them, and transitioning doesn't change how you feel. New Yorkers can also attend Stonewall Day tomorrow. Christina Aguilera will be headlining the event. The longtime LGBTQ plus ally will then perform at the Pride Island Festival on Sunday. And on this day in 1990, Billy Joel became the first artist to perform at Yankee Stadium. June is Pride Month. Here at WFUV News, we're celebrating by sharing stories highlighting queer voices in New York City. Over the past year, drag performers have been at the center of a culture war, facing attacks from lawmakers around the country. So this week, WFUV's David Escobar spoke with some local performers about how they're combating dragphobia. If you step into a gay bar in Hell's Kitchen, you wouldn't think anything has changed. Dancing crowds, lip-syncing performers, and generous pours of liquor keep the heart of the city's queer nightlife beating. But Brooklyn Bridges, a New York City-based drag queen, says there's been some palpitations. I know from, like, on a personal level, myself and many of the people I've performed with, there's been times where I'm just like, I don't feel like something's gonna, bad is gonna happen tonight. I just have this anxiety kind of gnawing at me that all it takes is one hateful person to come in and do something abhorrent. And Bridges' feelings aren't isolated. Her fellow drag queen Lana Del Trey says recent hostility towards performers has stoked fears within the broader drag community. I definitely think there's an overall eerie sense within all of us. Because, you know, we've always been like side-eyeing, making sure nobody's about to mess with us. But now it's almost like next level because you notice even more people looking at you and not in just a curious way. It's like in a, oh, I saw that drag stuff on the news way. 
Over the past few months, drag performers like Bridges and Del Trey have become the targets of conservative media and politicians. And in that time frame, state legislators have introduced more than 30 anti-drag bills to restrict where and who these queens can perform for. In states like Texas and Tennessee, anti-drag bills have become part of a landscape of dragphobia infiltrating the country. But Bridges says that drag performers are often at the front lines of queer resistance. There's this like double-edged sword where one drag queens are taking all the attacks, but also there's kind of this expectation that the community can look up to drag queens. And drag queens are incredibly strong, resilient beacons of light. And so on one end, while they're receiving all these attacks, they're also the ones speaking out against them. While the recent attacks on drag might feel sudden, Ron Goldberg says that's not the case. He's the author of the book Boy with the Bullhorn and an early gay rights activist with ACT UP New York. Goldberg says dragphobia is just the latest byproduct of our country's relationship with the LGBTQ community. There's a real desire, which is an authoritarian desire, to cut off connections, cut off history, cut off information. And you do that by demonizing. You do that by making people other. But Deltre attributes the recent attacks on drag to our more pointed problem, the misunderstanding between drag queens and mainstream audiences. For her, helping the general public understand her art is crucial to breaking down those barriers. Like, I get too philosophical because I'm like, drag is kind of like just the performative aspect of life itself. Like, it's like the way that RuPaul says that you're born again and the rest is drag. Like, kind of everything that we create is drag, but... Technically, I mean, it would be someone amplifying their gender expression in an artistic way. At its core, Goldberg says drag has always been about one thing, uplifting and affirming queer voices. And he says that the suppression of drag by our current culture war should be a red flag to everyone. We lose our culture. We lose what is uniquely queer. We lose that perspective. It takes away a person's ability to express themselves how they how they want and how they can and to assert their presence in the world. That's dangerous, whether it's drag or anything else. For performers like Brooklyn Bridges, recent attacks on drag shows have added stress to her livelihood and art form. And while she's optimistic about the future, she says damage has already been done to her community. We're losing a huge outlet of creativity. We are creating this cultural anxiety around what people look like, how people act, how people make art. And um, it's going to leave a hole in the history of this country that's pretty gray, where it could be rather colorful. I'm David Escobar, WFUV News. That was WFUV's David Escobar talking with local New York City drag queens about how they're navigating the recent rise in dragphobia. And that's our show for today. I'm Caroline Ely. And I'm Christina Lulich. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.